Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Um Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and I'm joined today by Bob. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, and I'm going to switch over to you on the oh, camera. Now I'm on the camera, yeah, but yeah. I'm not looking at the camera. I don't want the camera to think I, I'm looking no, at no, it. No, you no, don't, you don't want to <laughs> give playing, it any ideas. Pl- I'm playing coy with yeah, the camera. <laughs> perfect. Uh, yes, hard to get. That's that's Bob. That's me. Um, I am so hard to get. Difficult to get. <laughs> difficult to understand. Oh, that pause was gonna. That, that could easily go, come back to bite me if someone with had uh, audio editing Perfect. software. Anyway, luckily I do. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're gonna talk about comics, and we've got the video stuff up and running for some reason. Who knows? Why not? It's we love here. the video. Yeah, we do. It's we there. love having it. We love it, even though. ACDC told me to blow it up. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and, I, and I'm I'm looking to make sure the light is not on before I take a drink. I'm going to make sure that it is on so that you get you caught. Take bastard. Drink. There we go. Oh, I was so being so slick. <laughs> well, like a city boy. <laughs> real sick. Like, <laughs> like a real city slicker. <laughs> uh, we'll get to city boy. Anyway, uh, so uh, new comics. Mm. Let's talk about it. Uh, like we get an amazing Spider-Man annual this week. Yes. Which is going to wrap up a couple of little loose ends, including the uh, my favorite character that Spider-Man has probably ever <laughs> created, Hallow's Eve. Uh, big fan yes. of this character. And uh, I, I'm glad to see that this is not going to be the end of this character. There is a Halloween special that's going to come out with her. Mm. And uh, this also is going to, I don't know... I don't know how much of a spoiler the wedding is between the two characters. Who gives a shit? But uh, there's a there's a wedding that's going to happen. So. A wedding in the Spider-Man comic? Whoa! But but from characters that we don't care about. Oh, so I mean, I don't even know which characters they are. Tombstone's son. Oh, and, uh, yes, that's right. I did know about that, but forgot. Someone else is something or other that I can't remember. I just speaking of Halloween really briefly, I'm staring in front of me and you have candy on the shelf and one of them is Halloween two themed candy and I realize that you have Halloween candy and I think it's really funny. <laughs> I love I love all of that stuff where like they got the wrong licenses or they couldn't <laughs> like there was a thing that happened with uh, Hellraiser where all of the licensing, like, they just signed the wrong fucking paper for, uh, uh, for uh, I think, part three. <laughs> and just, like, Clive Barker mistakenly didn't do something. <laughs> and so all of the rights, anytime somebody makes a figure, it's a hello, it's always a, uh, a Hellraiser 3 figure. And Interesting. Just because, for some reason, that isn't covered by the whatever the big <laughs> licensing agreement is. Hmm. So uh, people get nice, cheap licenses for that. Nice. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have Black Cloak. I like Black Cloak. I did not read it because I want to read the last couple issues altogether, but that's Kelly Thompson, and I like the artist as well, whose name I can't remember. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't either. So. Oh, I, I think I have it right here. Meredith McLaren. Oh, yeah, there you go. Hey, there you go. And Becca Carey, who I don't know. I assume that's Perhaps the, the colorist. The colorist. Nobody credits their letters Digital anymore. painter, if you will. I will. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it, I will. Yeah. Just because. Uh, Buffy, of the last Vampire Slayer. I was just saying the other day when we got the trade in for this, I was like, it's insane that this wasn't an ongoing and that they didn't bring this whole thing back. What the fuck? This was such a good story. Yeah, and it was good. Ta-da. Well, you know, the funny thing about it was I've been ignoring the Buffy comics for a little while now because I haven't been enjoying them terribly. And this one I just assumed was the newest issue of 
the Vampire Slayer series that I've been ignoring, and so I didn't even pick it up and look at it. But I did like the last Vampire Slayer series before this, so cool. I like I like Buffy looking all old and like Tank Girl. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a good look. It totally works. I think I think that would be. I mean, listen, they do it with so many things now. I, I'm yeah. surprised that that's not Last Slayer, say. Last Ronin, Last uh, the Man Standing. Last, <laughs> last Comic Standing. <laughs> I remember when they did that. That series, Last Comic Standing, but they thought it was about a comic, but it was yes. actually about a comedian. It's, so what we got here is a Christopher... I wanted to say Christopher Cross so bad. Uh, the... Oddly pedestrian life of Christopher Chaos. Yeah, I really like this uh, comic a lot. I think it's good. Well, there you go. I, 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 I fully recommend, if you didn't get the first one, <laughs> that you get it uh, along with this one. Yeah, I really liked the first one. I do yeah. not know what's happening. I did not read this one, unfortunately. But then I saw the the variant covers, and I was very confused by the yeah. appearance of a Dracula boy. Dracula boy. is uh, So there's like, there are... Christopher Chaos is, is uh, he's got like these kind of adapty science powers and apparently he's been kicked in the face because he has a scar on his face that's in the shape of the goggles that he wears all the time. Uh, and uh, yeah, so there's some people getting killed. There's some weird crime. There was some people dressed as bunnies doing crimes and then oh, they got typical. murdered by, I, I assume, the Dracula boy. But what? Um, Oh, I thought the Dracula boy was going to be like friendly. Well, maybe not. Maybe so. I, I honestly, I just kind of flipped through it because when it's a comic that I know that I already am gonna, I don't always. And I, I, I just I'll, thought he was way too sexy for that to be like to a, a one-off character. I kind of slept on the job today. Oh, wow, me too. Oh boy, <laughs> same. Every comic is just great. Everything is. I, I like all of them. I like how bright the colors are mm, and uh, shiny the paper. Is. It absorbed my drool very well. That's how you know. <laughs> that's how you know I'm lying. Is it. if I say I like the shiny paper, I'm lying because <laughs> I hate shiny paper. Oh, you know what's shiny that you do love? What this. City boy, city boy, <laughs> I want your kind around here, city boy. Uh, city boy, we got. Looks like we got us one of them city boy comics. Yeah, I like the first two issues of City Boy. This one is City Boy is just talking to Superman, which you know often, you know there was. I was just reminded recently uh, from my my f- online uh, Facebook group that I'm part of that uh, the Eisner winner for best story once was Hitman where he talks to Superman. Do you remember what that comic? The There's <laughs> won the Eisner for like best single issue. Well, uh, that's nutter butters. So I should shout out the person, uh, but I can't, I can't think of the name and I, I really should. So I'm going to get it before the end of the podcast. Cause I want to shout out the person whose idea that actually was to post that. But anyway, so uh, people just sitting around talking to Superman can be like the greatest comic oh, it, ever. So this probably can. is, but I, again, kind of slept on the job this week that concept is so is so intrinsic to characterization in the dc universe like they've used it so many times but it's like it's so important Mm. because you have a character as iconic as superman and so important and you know who he is and what he's about that it literally the second that he starts interacting with a character you can you know what that character is about based on how superman interacts with him. yeah that's actually a good point he's like the litmus test yeah. for heroics because in, he especially is, in the dc universe because he's i mean without you know i mean he's basically a perfect human being he is you know in a lot of ways yeah yeah well actually that will come into play he's a bit of I, an ubermensch if you will 
or just yeah, like per- perfect in a in a in a moral sense. Um, and I think he's practically perfect in every way. Yeah, he's and very Poppins. I believe that he would make a great nanny for the children. <laughs> so come in, Mister Kalel, and make yourself at home and take care of the kids and give them cough syrup. <laughs> Guess is all. Uh, I, was, I, was that what they did? And just, fed the kids cough syrup and they hallucinated this magical nanny that's correct uh also i'm going to shout out the guy's name is doyle dodd who posted the thing uh he's a he's a good guy and i knew that was his name but i didn't want to get it wrong because it's so close to doyle dormammu (laughs) who also comes into play later yes absolutely anyway all right so out there uh conan the barbarian oh it's a number one relaunch of conan apparently it's like incredibly highly ordered it's like like i saw that online there was something about the why would i mean it's con it's conan people like conan do they well i think a lot of people who like comics but don't like superhero comics so i think you're there are a lot of people that would be excited by a a conan comic Hmm. that very particularly harkens to a classic era of Conan comics. I think it's like kind of like a there's a a a, a fan that maybe isn't as engaged with regular monthly comics that will be like yeah 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 okay like because it's like it look but in in a certain way it's interesting because the it's the artist Delator or something like that. The uh, artist is insane. Is very good artist, but very, very, very much channeling John Buscema in a way that is like kind of like All, almost parroting. Yeah, like it. You could easily trick someone into thinking this was a Buscema comic to the point easily. where I legitimately did think that, and I didn't. You this, thought it was like a reprint when this came out. What I thought was that this was actually what I thought was that it was an Italian comic that someone had had taken uh, and retranslated, mm. and they just used Zub as their as their writer. Um. I was like, oh, okay, because Titan isn't known for this sort of thing. Like Conan seems like a very odd property for Titan to have. Yeah, to me. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Well, it's weird how it gets like bounced. How it's especially lately, it's been bound. Like Marvel having it and making such a big deal out of having it and then yeah. losing it. Like it's just like where they've the people who do Conan like not happy with what Marvel was doing or whatever it was. Maybe they had some kind of escape clause built into it or whatever. But um, the one thing about that I think is sort of like a missed opportunity, if I were to complain about one aspect of it, is. It would be interesting to see someone do the Busima style and then do something that's totally modern and that Busima wouldn't have done. You know, like, I don't know what that thing would have been, but to somehow kind of do something visually different with it, but still sure. maintain that style, it really is very much like trying to be like a classic Conan comic. And in it that. Is so, it is so dated in the artwork. I mean, it's wonderful and also simultaneously like. When you see somebody do Mignola perfectly, you're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to read this. Yeah, well, I, I actually do want to read it, and I will say, like, again, I slept on the job. I had didn't like totally read it, um, but I did, and Mignola did do a cover, so he I was did. like, I'm grabbing that Mignola cover, and I'm gonna read it, and then whether I come back for an issue two is because Conan is really not like a yeah. thing that I'm like, like when it's good, I really like it, but it's like very rare for it to be good enough for me to really like it. But a lot of people are like, Conan is like the their shit, you know? They yeah. that's what they like. I just I always thought that it was like I always kind of felt like Conan 
strides this line of like like I love a good sword and sandals pile of nonsense book, but there's something about it that almost feels like um like people like an oath keepers kind of thing where it's like gonna be a like fans of people who are like, oh man's place is here yeah. and the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's such a such a weird uh it's like toxic masculinity the concept. Yeah, I mean writ well, large. Conan was known for doing some things that Right, not of course. Very cool at all, and because it's like a barbarous time, it's like kind of like, oh, well, it's okay and then. That's right, but it's exactly. like it's a, it's a, it gets written off. That's sort of the problem that I have with it is that it's like it's kind of a cop out because it's like you're making it up. You're making it right now. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, you could make not, it whatever you want. And you so were, you weren't writing it in in pre whatever I, in Hyborian times. Yeah. So clearly their mandate was to make something that like feels like an old school code and comic but what i think could have been a neat thing to do with that is to like be like we have this artist who can do the most pitch perfect john buscema that you've ever seen that isn't john buscema like let's do something weird with it let's do something different that and and i maybe they will maybe they won't i don't know but uh you know it's solid it's good if you like john buscema classic conan like there's probably a lot for you to dig here and also if you like Linsner, there's a Linsner cover where you can imagine his rippling muscles. <laughs> I only say that because you just put it down in front of me. If you're like me and don't like that kind of stuff, there's a Mignola cover. There's also one that costs two dollars more. It's just a map. Oh man, it's kind of neat. But then you can find out where Hyboria. Yes, Hyperborea. You can, that way, when you go to Hyboria, you, you know how to get Hyperborea. from one land to the other. Uh, yes, I don't know. I hate it when I get lost in Hyboria. It's, you know, it, uh, it happens. So Without a map. So we got a, a new issue of Dead by Daylight. Mm, this is the like, one that's in a bag I couldn't read. Yeah, they keep it in a bag so that you don't get that sweet code. Oh, so the code. The code. You get something, you get a little thing to hang off your bailing hook that you impale people with when you're murdering oh. them. In your murder game, you fucking heathens. So Dead by Daylight is a murder game. It is a game we where We probably you, talked about this when the last yes, issue came it out. It is a game where you play a serial killer. Ooh. Just well, like everybody wants to. Serial killing is another bag of mine. I mean, it is a, to be fair, it is uh, more a slasher movie trope. Mm type of version of that but nice. uh it's actually kind of fun and also they it is chock full of like freddy kruegers and you literally <laughs> like the, like there's literally a freddy krueger skin there's like all uh, of these other things that you can put into it so cool there's some fun things in it nice. i haven't played it because is that also i'm too by, scared is that also by titan it is also by titan titan where are you coming out coming in hot this week with titan yeah i mean uh i miss them having the tanker license but uh this is mm. good um, Interesting. So, uh, Dr. Strange. Ah, uh, you know, this is one I really don't have an excuse to not have read uh, because this is literally my favorite Marvel comic book currently. And yeah. uh, I feel the same way about this Fantastic Four comic that I'm opening oh, up. Oh, the, the first Fantastic time right Four now. looks really good. Oh, damn it. Uh, it's cool. I like the. Uh, I like it. I like Fantastic Four as well. Everybody's got so many arms. Well, um, yeah, it just looks interesting. I yeah. like that it's smart. I Yo, like I like course. that I have to like read it a couple times to really get it. 
you know. Yep. Agree. You don't get so, that with a lot of superhero comics. Doctor Strange, but Doctor Strange is, is awesome. Doctor um, Strange is awesome. Fantastic Four is also awesome. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, if you like uh, Goros, this thing's fucking littered with Goros. Everybody's got four arms. It's great. Mm. I'm sorry, I just yawned on camera. How dare you? I'm oh, so excited here, to be here. Click it over to me. I already oh, yawned. Look, I'm not tired. <laughs> I'm just full of energy. Look at me, vim and vigor. For a man pushing fifty, I'm nearly alive. Um. Fantastic. Just thinking about the fact that I had only like 20 years left to live, and I was like, man, that's weird. Aww. <laughs> it's a very strange it thing is, to yeah, think of. It is. Like, what am I going to do with these 20 years? I got 20 fucking years. I should rack up a bunch of debt. <laughs> when uh, you die, it goes away. And I said, oh, too late for that. <laughs> I've hey. already racked up that debt. Uh, anyway, uh, try owning a comic shop through COVID, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. <laughs> hey. uh, anyway, Fence is a comic book. Yes, it's about fencing. It, it's sadly it's not about <laughs> it's not about selling selling jewels. stolen merchandise. Uh, yes, it is about actually fencing, and it is a an LGBTQ title, so very popular v- on very popular that on front? that front. Yes, and uh, fire and ice. Speaking of the polar opposite of that, um, <laughs> we have. Yet another, uh, based on barbarian, stabby, stabby, yeah. punchy, stabby. But I'm going to tell you, the art in this surprised the ever-living hell out of me. <laughs> I thought it was phenomenal. And uh, this is a much more readable version of this type of book than I would have ever imagined mm. in a million years. Yeah, it didn't appeal to me, but uh, it, you know, I mean, the- uh, it looks good. Their version, I can't even remember what the name of the character is, but the guy with the wolf pelt from Fire and Ice, I can't remember the name of the character. Fire and Ice, I thought Fire and Ice was like a roller coaster. Probably, uh, but in, I would assume it's based on the heavy metal movie Fire and Ice that Frank Oh, I never saw it. Uh, yeah. Well, Sometimes there's just blind spots in my nerddom, and I've literally, I knew, I thought it was just a painting. Oh, it's so good. Honestly, uh-huh. I actually really like Fire and Ice. I mean, uh-huh. it's so dated. I feel like people watching it today would hate it, but I feel like people today would would hate watching Fantastic Planet too. Oh. Uh, you know, it's like it's the same thing. I like, like watching Fantastic Planet because it's just so weird. It's it, like watching the Boba Fett segment so of the Star Wars holiday special. It's just like weird. It you is, know? It's real weird, but I it's mean, also it's really sad. Like that, it's just like, man, these poor little things, they're just getting yeah. crushed and eaten and destroyed and mangled. Yeah. They're like Pikmin, and they're just getting their asses kicked all the time. <laughs> this mean French cartoonist thinks that he can just kill these things off with no regard. Oh, man. You just keep catching me yawning on that damn camera. That's my whole point. <laughs> hey, it's me again. If I could <laughs> control when I yawned, it would be better. Oh, listen. I could save it up. You should. Just do it right now. One big one. Uh, too bad. you're. It's on my camera. Anyway, uh, gargoyles. Ah, yes. It's about them. It is. It's about those gargoyles. <laughs> it's about them gargoyles. <laughs> them uh, their gargoyles. <laughs> Listen, city boy, we don't want your gargoyle well, type around here. With them gargoyles. Uh, we got good deeds. Good deeds. Uh, yes, I flipped through that to remind myself that it was a thing that I didn't read yep, before. It's a thing I don't like and I don't care about, and there you go. Uh, but I do know that uh, none of it goes unpunished is what I know. Ah, because it is a good Deed. I thought, it was about, I thought it was about Mr. Deeds oh, and man. him being good. 
This <laughs> is called good deeds. Uh, all I know about Mr. Deeds is that he, I think, pees on the side of a building with a child. And maybe sure. I'm thinking of a different person. No, he's Adam Sandler, I believe. Uh, then all I know is that someone in a wheelchair gets hit by a bus. Yeah. Because I don't think that there is a single Adam Sandler movie where <laughs> someone, just get someone hit by a bus. in a wheelchair doesn't get hit by a bus at some point. And I definitely know someone gets kicked in the crotch. There oh, is for sure. For sure. At football, least. football in the groin at the very minute. <laughs> uh, we've got Grim here. Grim. I like Grim. I like, still like Grim. Yeah. Grim's good. Grim, <laughs> Grim is good. Grim's good. Uh, good Grim. Yep. Not to be confused with good deeds. Satan is good. Satan's your pal. Grim is about a Grim Reaper uh, person who's a Grim Reaper. Yes. But uh, many other things are also going on in that comic book as well. Mm. I think that Grim would have fit in in the Vertigo world back when Vertigo I was think a you're thing right. that, uh, that was the thing that happened in comics. I'm so good at talking today. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm... I'm just going to leave you on oh, camera. Oh, God, too. please don't. Um, I'm so tired okay then i'm going to i'm going to discuss my halloween version of teddy grams called the graham reapers <laughs> now this is a this is a line of little bears in hoods and they have scythes and that's they reap amazing. the souls of the other little bears that's almost as good as that vancouver <laughs> melon camp that you yes, said my, my strip club the vancouver melon camp <laughs> Uh, uh, yep. Your Vancouver-based strip club, <laughs> Vancouver Melon Camp. It's uh, very good. Oh, and my and the the Ottawa Bakery, the Ottawa and Bismarcks. Yeah, that's not that's, as good. I do like it, but it's not as good. No, you're right. I, I mean, Vancouver Melon Camp is probably the greatest idea ever. It's pretty anyway, good. Um, okay, Hellboy. Hellboy. Oh, it's great. Mike Norton drew it. It's cool. It's uh, it's Mike uh, Norton drew it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. Mike Norton is like guy. smashing, smashing it. Oh, it's really oh good. Oh my god! Okay, yeah, yeah. Here, it's really good. Let me, let me make sure I show this. Look, I'm gonna show you some of this art because it's really good. Yeah, and I love Mike Norton, and I think he's amazing. Yeah, and I and he's not somebody who gets enough credit. No, and uh, and he passed out and slept underneath his table at our convention. Oh. <laughs> Mike Norton. He was He's... drinking whiskey straight out of a bottle like everybody else there. We had given everyone way too much alcohol, and they were all drunk as fuck. And <laughs> the second day, Mike was passed out underneath his table. Oh, wow. It was good Did stuff. he have, like, a cloth to hide himself, or could you just see that he was down there? You could pretty much tell that he was down there. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Oh, man. Yep. Uh, whiskey. That's like when the video port party, when I drank too much whiskey, and I, I ended up walking out. Like, they still had the alarm system on, and I fucking set it off. I'm I'm just, I looked over at Bill, and I was just, like, so hammered. And then I just went over to Bull Moose and my friend Max was working and I said, I need a bag to put all of these DVDs in. But then the next day I just brought them back and put them in the drop slot. Oh, I feel oh, like such an asshole oh the next day. What a shit. Oh my God, mm. what a day. I did have a good time though. Mm. So we all we have here the astonishing Iceman. Ah, yes. You know, oddly enough, I read this because I, 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 I realized... We were talking about this earlier, yeah, but yeah. like I got so angry at the X Men comics that now I read the the only I would say probably the only two comics that I read cover to cover were both X Men comics, which I hate. Um, but there's something wrong with me on that front. And anyway, I read the X Men the Iceman comic because I wanted to have, figure out how he wasn't dead because they killed him in the last comic. Um, and 
it's kind of dumb. And they Star wars it. They said, somehow the Emperor is back. No, <laughs> it was like somehow true love brought him back. It's, it was kind of dumb. It was kind of dumb. It was kind of dumb. But it was nice to see Iceman being like a cool superhero and, and stuff. I got to say, oh, I yeah. like this idea, this this Superman Fortress of Solitude oh, shit yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. like him making the constructs out of ice that he's literally talking to and like I did that like that fucking cool. and he basically made a version of him from the first appearance yes. of from the first issue of X-Men he even has his dumb little boots it's yeah so cute. you know it might even no he doesn't have a carrot in his nose but there's like a kind of a famous uh X-Men pinup oh yeah, um, yeah. that Dave Cockrum did that um that has he put it's like Iceman and maybe he's making a, a snowman yes. I just remember Iceman yeah, having yeah. a carrot in his nose um and it was the new X-Men and the old X-Men together yep. in one. Anyway, whatever. He's talking to the, he's, he's doing that thing. Now they all do it. Human Torch can do that too now. He can create flame guys that he can talk to and do nice. stuff with. Yeah. I mean, I I like it. I think, yeah, spe- I mean, I don't know. It doesn't make as much sense for the Human Torch as it does for Iceman, but I, yeah. like, I like what Iceman's doing because he has all of the, he has the ability to manipulate this stuff on a molecular level. So right, right. At, at a certain point, because he has been established to be an omega level mutant, all of that yeah. stuff where it's like, okay, if he's that far, if he's in the realm of a professor X, you know, then of course, yeah, he's going to be able to do some of this crazy shit. Uh, and I love this crazy shit. And it goes back to the nineties even, or early, yeah. early two thousands, whenever it was nineties, oh, was it nineties? When was the Emma the uh, the Emma Stone issue? I'd say that was probably like ninety five. Yeah, it was like it was yeah it was mid nineties. That's right. Uh, where basically she was like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah, you are you are wasting. You're throwing ice. Are you kidding me? I can see into your brain and I know what you can do with your powers. Yeah. And she takes control of him and is like, "Here you go. You're a monster." And yeah. she does all this crazy shit with him, and it's really fun. And I loved that issue. That was yeah. that was one of my favorites of that run. Yeah, and it fucked him up for a while afterwards. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing for me is that Iceman was like always my favorite X Men character, and it was it, it's probably like as dumb as the fact that like his name is Bobby, and I was Bobby when I was a kid when I first started reading comic books <laughs> with the Iceman. Yeah. And uh, the only letter that I, I've told you this before, but the only letter I ever had published was one hundred percent just about Iceman. Um, <laughs> but it was from Top Gun. That's why it's so weird. Uh, no, it was actually about this version of Iceman. I was dear Iceman. How very do you click upset. your teeth like that? I was very upset that they had announced uh, the team of X Men that were going to be in the new X Men number one that Jim Lee was doing, and that they were X Factor was my favorite comic. And uh, anyway, I thought that he wasn't going to be in it, so I wrote them a letter that was like saying, "I really hope the Iceman is in this comic book." And they were like, "Rest assured." It was actually Bob Harris. So there was like this whole Bob thing going on in that. It's Yeah, you had some sort of simpatico psychic link with him based on your Bobness. Yes. And Bobitude. Bobitude. Yep, that's true. I was really a nice man at one point. Your bobaciousness. And this, so I saw this, so of course I wanted to read it, but. And I also want to shout out it's Steve. Fine. I want to shout out Steve Orlando for this because oh, yeah. I do give him a hard time sometimes because some of his stuff is, I find, inaccessible. I thought that it might have been the cultural difference from the fact that he's writing from a gay perspective and maybe I wasn't understanding certain things. Yeah. And so it just wasn't for me. And I have a re- I have a close friend who is also gay and he's uh, he's like, uh, no, nah, it's not you. It's uh, it's well, that's, it's funny. <laughs> he's just misses the, the mark a lot. <laughs> I've been on a 
on a tear of trying to find the um, original Superboy, uh, Tom Grummet Superboy series from the death of like post death of Superman, and then like the just like Connor Kent or whatever he became called, like you know Con L. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so I found a copy of his first appearance, which isn't hard to find. It's actually one of the easiest. For some reason, those comics are actually really hard to find for me. For some reason, I don't see them. But I got that one. And the first thing he does in his first appearance is he smashes this car. It's about to run this lady over, and then he just like kisses her. And I thought like that's pretty like you you, you wouldn't see that in a comic today. And then in this Iceman comic, it's he totally does it with a dude. He's just like yeah, and he just like kisses him, and it's not a guy he knows. Wait, really? Yeah. It's right in that Iceman comic. It's literally like the exact same scene. He saves a guy from being killed by nanobots, and then he's just like, yeah, I'm Iceman, and he just like tongue kisses him, basically. What the fuck? That is (laughs) weird. That's inappropriate. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, either you think it is or you think it isn't, but uh, Uh, I I personally think it is, but whatever, you know? I think think pretty much society has determined that consent is very important when it comes to sexual acts. Yeah, and maybe there's Uh, some aspect of it that I didn't realize where consent was implied, but it just, whatever. I mean, I'm not crying in my soup about a fucking Iceman comic book, but I I just thought it was funny that I read this one comic and was like, ooh, and then I read this other comic and the exact same thing happened, and I was like, oh, interesting. Comics are still exactly the same as they were in 1992. (laughs) You know what else is the same? What? Junk Rabbit. Oh, yeah. I've never read it. Well, it's about a rabbit made out of junk. (laughs) Is it really? Mm, I hope so. It basically is. Okay. Uh, Justice Society of America. Oh, yeah, it's finally they ended the first story, but because it this is just like one of those things where it's like the delays like really fucking kill the momentum yeah, on it. I did not like, read I'm it. Sure I don't remember anything a, about the other issues. Well, they've been fighting this Degaton, who's like a classic JSA villain, time travel guy, and this is it's just the first arc, but the first arc started a year ago and it's only five issues or six issues yeah, yeah. or whatever it's of this weird. one issue. So it's like it's it's fine, it's cool. I do really dislike the huntress costume like too much piping i don't understand costumes with piping but whatever uh it's cool and they're finally so now whenever the next issue comes out it'll be current with what's going on in dc and it'll feel more like it's not like it's not its own thing that doesn't affect anything Um, there was a cool yeah it's lame um but there is a like little post-credit scene in this one that catches it up to the um more recent events of things just in time to be about nightmares for two months or whatever is happening yeah and uh but speaking i like it it's a good it's a good comic it's just like that's the only thing about it is just like the compl- the, the the delays are bullshit you know speaking of nightmares what about oh. night terrors <laughs> black adam yeah i seriously fine. i like this book i actually enjoy yeah. this book and I don't like Black Adam. Yeah. Like, I do not like the character. Uh, I liked him in 52, period. Yeah. I mean, like, I think everyone... He was good in 52. Everyone that's like, oh, I like Black Adam. They like... He was good in JSA, too, actually. Oh, that's true. I did like That's where he kind of first came back. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. 52 was really really where it was at for yep. me, at least. Uh, and we've got Batman, the Night Terrors Batman as well. Yeah, which I almost bought because it had an arsenal backup, but <laughs> that's very silly. It is very silly and I didn't buy it, but I was I just really love Arsenal. I think he's great. <laughs> he's my favorite DC superhero. <laughs> really? Even more so than Johnny Joke'em Up? Yes, way more so than Johnny Joke'em Up. Well, here's Johnny Joke'em Up's number two. Yep. 
And it's fine. All of these are fine. I just like I'm just I, I the overall concept is not exciting to me personally, but yeah, yeah. like I don't think there's anything wrong with these comic books. I don't like It's just so funny just, because like when I first started reading comics, one of the first things I read was essentially this crossover was when Eclipso was the Eclipso crossover that was the entire universe and it was like I'm Eclipso now everything's a nightmare and it's like this is literally the same story but it's fine I liked it then I like it now it's a different spin on that same thing but that Eclipso crossover is very similar yeah I mean there's been a couple of these that I have I haven't read it in 25 years but uh, no, I it was cool. to remember it being very much like this. Well, that was more about like the the darkness within kind of, sure. uh, you know, and this is more like the darkness, the within. dark dreams within. <laughs> sure. There you go. Uh, and here's, of course, Ravager. I just showed Poison Ivy prior to that. That cover is so fucking good. It yeah. kills me. I Which love is that one? this one. The, uh, the uh, one where she's eating the bug and she's got the crazy. I don't like it. The crazy weird eyes. It's not for me. Again so weird i love it what? oh my god it's like the perspective is so wonka do it's so like it looks like a 90s commercial for some sort of mm. snack food love it mm. speaking, of, speaking love, of love it's everlasting yeah like a gobstopper i actually really need to take the last like four issues of this and read them so i can decide whether i want to keep following it or not i did like it a lot at the beginning uh but i, I realized i haven't read it in like four months um and I really probably should because I don't know what's happening. Well, there you go. Um, here's one. I didn't read it, but as I've said before, I've never read a bad Magneto solo book. Honestly, it's uh, it's J.M. DeMatteis. So uh, it's cool. I actually did read this. Um, another X-Men comic that I read cover to cover this week for some reason. Uh, but this one is set during the early days of Magneto taking over the I, I Magnet. Yo, Magnet. O is taking over as headmaster of the Xavier School. And it's all the classic New Mutants kind of thing. Yeah, that's fine. Who is the who is the the person it's in the Magneto costume. It's a new character, okay. I believe. But I don't know. It's certainly not a character I've seen before. Now take the camera off me so I can yawn. Okay, there we go. Hi. Uh, and I didn't yawn. Uh, that's that's how you cure a yawn. I see. It's like a I know, she looks really good in that costume, though. Yeah. It looks better on, on her than it does on him. Just mm. saying. Anyway. Uh, I like that costume with just the big M on it. Oh it's like, <laughs> like I love the it's, most on-the-nose costume that anyone is just like this giant foot to fucking shoulders m what's great about it is that that it looks basically like the hate mongers costume without the hood oh because he has a giant h but his only goes down to the crotch and the man the m magneto goes all the way down his legs yeah well if he was hagneto it would probably look exactly like (laughs) also if he wore like a weird tunic Because Kirby like was like into tunics. He was into he just tunics. Really liked a tunic. I mean, I also like a tunic. Honestly, if I could pull off a tunic, I would probably do it. I don't have the waistline for it. No, me either. Uh, let's see. We've got Moon Knight. I flipped through it to see Moloids, if yeah. I flipped through it to see if Tiger was in it, and she wasn't, so I didn't read it. I don't care about anything but Moloids, and it's got Moloids. There you so, go. Uh, cool. Read this comic book. It's got Moloids. I do like Jed McKay. He wrote that Doctor Strange comic that I like. I like him, too. 
And here's a little pony that belongs to you, aka mm-hmm. My Little Pony, from the Your Little Pony. <laughs> uh, finally, it's mine. M E I N. It's a German comic called Mine. Mine Little Mine Pony. Little Pony. Uh, here we have the first appearance of Gene Simmons <laughs> uh, in Omega Men. Yes, yes, that is Lobo's first appearance back when he looked like the Scooby-Doo uh, villain knockoff of Gene Simmons. Yes. Uh, one thing that is notable about, I think, about these uh, facsimiles is when they get into like more modern material that's being reprinted, they look more... Ac- they like more... Um, uh, authentic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then, like, certainly, like the like the My Greatest Adventure one that came out recently yep. with the Doom Patrol, like that one was really cool. But like, there's no way you'd be tricked into thinking it was actually a Silver Age comic. Whereas this, like, for me, like I can look at that Tron ad on the back and be like, the colors are off. But like, because I saw that sure. Tron ad on a million different comics. Oh yeah. But um. But and, then when you see this ad for uh, Amethyst and the ad inside for Bubble Yum. <laughs> Which was the one with the kid that says yum? That one, that that, that really confused me a lot. Yeah. I never really understood it. I think it makes sense because it worked in the commercial. I'm sure. And there was something in a commercial with a kid doing that thing. and He's it, like just his head is over yeah, the it's counter like and he under says the, yum. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't. But yeah, it, it probably was a callback to a thing that was more culturally zeitgeisty yeah, yeah, of yeah. the time it was a it was a where's the beef moment yeah the ones that really got me was remember the gumby uh pops gum pop yes uh, and it was serialized and i just for whatever reason never saw the one where they got like they were in the land of gum and then like hmm. something happened and i wanted to know what happened next but i never saw the second one yeah it was like brax or something yeah brax pops Okay. Anyway, sorry. Here's a question that I have for you before we move on to for me once upon a time at the end of the world. Yes. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, if anybody else who's listening <laughs> to this wants to answer this for me, I would love to hear it. Why hasn't Fantagraphics or IDW or any of these people with these licenses who are good at getting all of this material together, why has there never been a release of all of the Twinkie ads? Why have we never had a Hostess book? I think... I want a collection of Hostess Twinkie ads. Yeah. I would love it as, like, an actual, like, comic book, too. Like, just a comic where it's just the Twinkie ads. Oh, if you serialized it, I would buy the shit out of that. No, just, like, all of them in one, like, supersized comic. There's that only a so kind of... big. There's there's literally hundreds of them. Well, Are there hun- hundreds? Not hundreds, plural. There's over a hundred. Well, I mean, just 100-page giant... Mm two issues it's true uh, that'd be cool i i would be into it i'd be into it too there's some really good ones there really are and what was the one that i saw there recently that i was like what is fucking going the wonder woman one the borrower <laughs> yes he's like i'll just borrow this <laughs> i'll just borrow these jewels and it doesn't explain in any way why he's like able to just walk into stores and take stuff like <laughs> that's his superpower he's borrowing I mean, there's so much of that. It's so crazy that they're from the 70s and like the language is so, it's so purple and so like lost to time that they're just like, one of the Spider-Man ones is called Spidey Spoils a Snatch is one of the, it's like, come on, you you had to know what you were doing. And you also like, yeah, you couldn't write it today. Like there was, um, 
there was a comic I was reading. Uh, it was just a Bronze Age Batman family comic where uh, Robin and Bagro teaming up to fight the Outsider, who is just Alfred, but for some reason has these really weird supernatural powers where he can like pluck the moon from the sky and throw it at you, Ooh. stuff like that. It's like just completely weird, but uh, he jumps out of a television screen, which is like used to great effect in like The Ring and stuff like that yeah, later. Yeah. That you think about it, it's actually genuinely kind of horrifying but uh he he comes out and robin's just like watch out back girl that guy's full of supernatural tricks and it's just like you couldn't write that perfectly weird anachronistic language today you just like nobody could bob burden yeah yeah He's the only person I can think of. But it would be he could he could write a Stardust the Super Wizard story that you would be convinced was actually uh, real. I'm starting to really regret not backing that Stardust thing that's coming that was on Kickstarter. No, I saw that. I I, I just like a hundred dollar Kickstarter. Like I, I just know, can't. It's but like so expensive. But it looks but it so, cool. Looks so cool. That guy Jesse Lonergan, who I who I really like, uh, yeah, yeah. he was doing a, one of his Instagram posts of like just he maps everything out and does it rules everything out but then he inks it by hand and he does these process videos and it's like amazing to watch because like the shapes are they seem so perfect but when you look at them they're actually not like they're freehand you know like it's pretty neat to watch um oh yeah but the thing about the borrower uh that i also there was um he uh when she beats him at the end with the with the Twinkie Pies she's like here and he's like are those the same Twinkies that I borrowed before and I'm like are you what like (laughs) are they the same Twinkies that you borrowed before you like did you digest them and then they came back what did you do with the Twinkies that you borrowed before that Wonder Woman would somehow have come into possession of them and then given them back to you borrower I don't I just don't get it anyway sorry I mean, listen, I don't get it either. I just knocked the camera for this. Oh. And now it's all. No. It's all kerplunked. Oh, there we go. You've I, I decurplunked really it. Really? I de it. Don't worry about it. Created quite the quite the boner. Quite, I mean, listen, the use of boner in those commercials as well. <laughs> um, also, I, I believe still the first person, uh, allegedly the first person to be funny on the internet aka sean baby uh, that that site is probably still up there i would yeah. assume that uh yeah the sean baby stuff is definitely would, still there at least the last time i looked you could probably find all of that stuff and some of it is very funny they do a there's sort of a mystery science theater thing done with it where he has a bunch of terrible characters including the luke cage villain mr fish is one of the <laughs> like rosie rocket and mr fish i think are two of the two of the characters and they do commentaries on the Twinkie ads and it is very funny. Nice. Yeah, those are good. The um the one through my comic group Real that I Real throwback. That is like 30 years old. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um but just relevant to this uh through the the panel to panel group that I that I um admin for on Facebook. One of the guys that's a member is the archivist from I think I mentioned it before yeah, yeah. on the show. Uh he and he mentioned recently that the any comic book where they say the word boner is like more requested than any other comic Especially book. It's like people it, yeah, just yeah. really want the reprints of the boner, the boner comic comics, books. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is just very strange. 
I would be like, what's the ones I can't afford that I want to read? That seems like the ones that would be the ones that I would want. Yeah. Like, for instance, Lobo's first appearance, if that was a thing I wanted, you know, like that's an expensive back issue. So having a copy of it to read. Like, yeah. The first time I got one of these in, I read it and I was like, that's not very good. I don't ever need to read this. No, again. it's like it's when Keith Giffen. Terrible. It was before. Never need to see this. It was before Keith Giffen started aping Jose Munoz, but while he was still aping Jack Kirby, uh, basically. I mean, there's some good stuff here, but I like Keith Giffen. Yeah, but he definitely at that point was like. It was. It was before he got to that style that yeah. I liked, which I realized much later was copying another guy. <laughs> All uh, right, but he's now got his own style that I like as well. Once upon a time at the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's a comic. Oh yeah, no, it's good. Uh, I, I I didn't read it, but I really like this comic. There's less fucking in this one. So. Yeah, thank. Sort of thankfully, uh, honestly, yeah, I thought seriously. there was a little bit too was, much fucking in the last little, one. That was a little over the top. Yeah, I mean it's fine. It but is, it's whatever. fine. I'm not judging it, but no. like I just like I don't know. It's just like okay, nothing happens but fuck. We got Order and Outrage, number four. Oh, I forgot to look at that. Well. This is number four? Have we seen this one before? I don't know. I feel like I don't remember it. Order and Outrage. Dark Horse. It's a Jim Starlin thing with Greg's Morales doing the art. Oh, Greg's Morales is good. Greg's Morales is amazing. Huh. Interesting. And speaking of amazing art, Packalist, number seven. Oh, yeah. I can't believe that this comic, which took... I don't know. The last issue took him like three years to come out yeah, with. Yeah, now he's just and like, now it's another sixty-page issue was out. Yeah, well, instantly. he. Yeah, yeah, he's just. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's cool. He's wrapping up a long time serial, and then the yeah, next yeah. it says the next one is uh, going to be a zero issue where he's going to have his oldest stuff that's never been published, which I'm really excited to check out. And here is Parker Girls number nine from Terry Moore. Mm. That is a thing that I am not reading. I also am not reading it, but I'm, I'm sure not, it's... I mean, I'm just not a Terry Moore fan. It's not my thing. Yeah. The people that love him, love him. Mm-hmm. And the people who don't probably love Peacemaker tries hard. Oh my God, I do. God, this book is so funny. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I fucking... My Bleeding Cool ate shit so hard this week over this comic. It's fucking great. Good. They suck. Well, uh, I mean, duh. whatever. But like, uh, they did this like clickbait base like thing where it was like well snowflake they had like marvel had snowflake and then he like tried to be like dc created a character called snowflake he's acting like number one it's snowflame's first appearance which definitely is not uh and number two it's not snowflake it's snowflame if you literally read the comic that you posted as part of your article if you had even like processed it for like two seconds you would have not fucking done that dumb mistake and i hate the fact that they don't proofread their fucking posts more than any other thing that they do what about the fact that they don't seem to like comics yeah does that bother you at all i I do think they like i mean some of them do i think rich johnson like johnston whatever likes comics but uh, he's british so it's johnston yeah but the thing that i don't uh, like is just the like clickbait bullshit yeah. of it, you know. Just I don't, like, what I don't like is the fact that I feel like my computer is getting a virus every time. Yeah, I but that's every the, comic site now. What it's just CBR is like that, overwhelming with garbage just yeah. pouring all through. Oh man, it looks like it looks like I have a CompuServe account in 1996 and I forgot to put up a firewall. It's I, just like 
Pow, 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 garbage, 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 garbage. I will say you at least own your computer that you're looking at it on when you look out of here because you own the store. If you look at them when you're at your job and it's like all of the like blockers that are on there, it's like you just basically can't read it because it like seizes up. So I like my Microsoft homepage will be like comic book article and I'll be like, I have five minutes to look at this comic book article and then it's like, oh, wait, it's just like I've given my computer a seizure because it can't process <laughs> any of the bullshit that's There's on this. So many fucking ads. Oh, it's so stupid. It's lame. But anyway, uh, you get your cocaine superhero here. Yeah, yeah. That everybody loves. And and he really leans into it way harder than ever before. <laughs> also, there was some um, other. Uh, there was a Black Hawk th- uh, thing in there that I thought was really funny too. Um, oh, cool. There's like a pilot who's old, but he was like a kid pilot when the Blackhawks were around. And there's like a really funny panel where the Blackhawks are like, well, we do think you're a good pilot, but are you sure you're 18? And he's like this little kid in a huge <laughs> coat. And he's just like, yeah, no, I totally am. Also, the Red Bee is in it. And I love that so much. I love Peacemaker Tries Hard. It's very good. I love B. Arthur. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, quest number one. It's a comic from uh, one of the Luna brothers. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. If you like them, you'll like this. I do not care for their stuff, but uh, mm. there are there are those who love it. I know that Gerald von Stoddard uh, yeah. used to love these. the Lunas. Used to love the Lunas. He was a big fan of uh, Sword, I believe, was the book. Sure, was not my thing at all. Nor is this my uh, thing. Uh, Robotech, <laughs> Rick Hunter. This is a solo series about Rick Hunter of Robotech fame. Cool. If you like Robotech, you're going to like this because Rick Hunter is the one with the coolest ship. Nice. Smart to make the comic about that guy. Yes. I think Rick Hunter has the cool ship. Is that the one, the one with the skull and crossbones on it, right? Robotech is a thing that I have never paid attention to. Um, I Sorry. have seen some of it. And I have liked it. One of those things where it's like, I bet this is really cool. And then I open it and it looks like a bunch of babies. And I'm like, I don't understand. And I put it down. <laughs> I So here's the thing. Uh, the two, two things that I love that make no sense uh, with my actual personality, as people would know me. Uh, I love uh, 80s rap. Yeah. I love like. Like like really old like even Fat going boys. even going into the seventies nice even like like Houdini yeah. like Grandmaster Flash Furious Five like going DJ back DJ Cool Herc yeah I love this kind of nonsense that kind of stuff is great uh, I love that and I love eighties anime so when it comes to like the Macrosses and the Bubblegum Crisis and the like all that kind of dumb shit. When people are like, oh, you know, My Hero Academia and Chainsaw Man and all this shit, I'm like, it's cool, but I like the dumb shit. Like, yeah. I've been re-watching all of Ranma one half and absolutely loving it. Like, everything yes. Rumiko Takahashi has ever done, I'm a fucking huge fan of. I should probably watch Ranma. I, I never have. The it's only one and silly. that I got really into, oddly enough, and you'd think I'd be more into, like, adventure sci-fi stuff, but the only one I ever really liked was Marmalade Boy. Uh, which I don't uh, even know that one. Yeah, uh, Kim from Phantom uh, Phantom, Phantom Kitty, Kitty was yes. like, "We're watching this thing," and I was like, <laughs> um, "Which is, of course, nothing like what he sounds like." But um, <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a perfect. Yeah, come on here, son. Yeah, we're, we're watching, watching some watching. anime. <laughs> 
Uh, no, it was... Uh, Jim's such a hillbilly. He's yeah, all... he's such a gruff-voiced uh, hillbilly. But, he's always, uh, like, putting his Oakleys on and screaming at a video camera in his truck. Yep. I hate that about him. Yeah, totally. But anyway, I watched the entirety of, like, a season of Marmalade Boy, and I got really into it. And I don't remember what it was about, but I did... I remember being, like, staying until it was done because nice. I was like, I need to know what's happening. It's It's cool. I've said this before, but one of, I feel like one of the bigger honors of, uh, in my, my just, life. Sorry, I just scratched my ear on camera. <laughs> that was bad. I moved, I moved away. That I, thought out. I thought I got past you. Uh, but I feel like one of the bigger honors, uh, of running coast city is the fact that Kim shops here. Yeah. I, I always thought that like the fact that Kim and James shop here, I was like, yeah. Oh, that really makes me happy. I don't know if it's wrong to blow up somebody's spot like that, but I feel like that's, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's it, the it just passing like of my, the torch my if life there is has one. come full circle that, that they shop here. So yeah. it just makes me happy. That's like, not only is that a connection to old comic stores from when we moved here, but also <laughs> yes. uh, like record connection. Like, yeah, yeah. Cause Kim used to work there too. And yeah. I didn't even, I wouldn't even live in town when that existed. Oh man. Anyway. Oh. Oh, bad Time's habits live bad habits zoots oh my god oh, man remember i bad did habits i do remember bad store. habits yeah tony emmons worked there oh, briefly it was so good oh my god there was so much stuff there i was so broke when i moved to portland that i would go to that record store and i'd just be like well i can't buy anything but man it's nice mm-hmm. to look at all of these things unfortunately for me uh bull moose already was here right when i moved here so i was more of a bull moose person because the people i knew worked at bull moose Um, Uh, definitely that was but that was when there were like two bull moose stores but but still bad habits was the thing bad bad habits was cool i remember buying bad brains tapes there i bought like they just like so much punk rock stuff there that was just really cool and they had really good tapes they I was had, still like wicked into tapes. They had three bootleg Misfits records that I was like oh, nice. drooling over. There was one called Live at Al's Pub that still to this day I've never heard of. Oh, like wow. I haven't seen since I saw there. Wow. Uh, they had the Vampira Sessions, which I do actually finally have a copy of. Nice. And uh, and they had Beware, which is just the UK release. But man, super, super loved that place. Uh, yeah. That's that's a Portland thing that yeah. nobody else gives a fuck about. Yeah, sorry, to, that's sorry true. to waste time. I remember buying something on SST records there too, that I can't remember what it was. Ooh, I love a lot of things on SST. I records. don't know why. I remember you know who that. else loves SST records? Who? Rick Remender. Oh yeah. He is nice a segue. dude who fucking loves some good punk rock. And, uh, and this is probably the most, I'm going to say this is the most mature complex thing that Rick Remender has ever done. Is it Sacrificers? This is Sacrificers. I, yeah, this was, uh, uh, the only bummer of this for me was that I read the free comic book day version. And so it was, I, I, there was nothing new in it for me, but, um, I am super down with this. I love Max Fumara and I think this is probably the best comic out this week. For yeah, me. I, I really I think dig this it. Is... He's on fire lately. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him, but he's really hitting something, it, some kind of vein. It's it's crazy because this is something that I've seen other people who are of his talent level try to do, or at least his maybe not his talent level. People of his prestige level, when they get famous, they try to do something like this. Hmm. And the only thing that I've seen succeed is East of West. Okay. You know what I mean? It's the only it's the only thing of this level of like 
I'm going to do a Lord of the Rings style gigantic world with so much lore and history and its own religion and all this stuff. And it tends to fail. Well, he already did seven to eternity, which is sort of also that with, um, right. Isn't that him? That is him with, uh, Opeña. I felt like that failed. (laughs) Oh, I think it just kind of fizzled because it didn't. uh, But I think that was actually... That could just be me. But I think this is much better than that. I liked it. I like this. I like the weird kind of anthropomorphic fantasy of this more than I like the Seven to Eternity. But I just... Jesus, the art is like so good on both of them that like you couldn't even really like compare on that. No, it's you can't. They're both they're both wonderful in their own way. But I feel I just really feel for this this main character, this bird character, like whatever the fuck his name is. Like Jesus. Like it's just brutal. He knows how to introduce a character and garner sympathy. Yeah. Instantly. Instantly Instantly. I care about the the journey of this fucking weird little bird. Yeah. Uh, and it it works for me on the same level that like my favorite Green Lantern is Tomari too. Like I just love a bird alien a lot. And also a pathetic bird alien. He's not like a majestic not. not like a majestic okay come on Tomari is not pathetic no, he was in the uh, honor corps there's only okay, three okay, of those okay. guys hold, hold hold the phone let me let me defend my <laughs> position here he's a pathetic looking bird he looks like he's been plucked like all of these birds because he has a uniform over his feathers he, well he looks, perhaps you've never read green lantern for 55 and 54 where they good. have the big war and he gets his shirt ripped off and he starts flying because he can Fly without a ring, which he never does for some reason. I don't know. Uh, it's probably easier to He's fly the with the greatest ring. Green Lantern of all time, and I—that is a hill I will die on. That's fair. I've always felt that he looks That's like a bird I... skeleton, the way that uh, that uh, Beta Ray Bill looks like a moose skeleton. Oh, I don't think he looks like a skeleton at all. <laughs> he, but like, I mean, I—he reminds I, me more of Beak. It, it sort of depends because you're also yeah. Well, you're used to the fucking Ethan Van Skyver version of those aliens, which is all fucked up looking. Like That's the true. Gil Kane version, where he's like more round and um, firm and fully packed. Fully packed, yeah. <laughs> he's um, but yeah, and that's why I hate Guy Gardner and always have hated him from the fucking very beginning because he fucking is the reason why Tomari was killed. Son of a It's bitch. unforgivable. Yeah. Also, he tried to murder Hal Jordan. It was just like, yeah, I'm just going to murder you. And he like just takes off. He used to do that all kind of shit all the time. And then That's why like, everybody punches but na- him. But now he's like this gruff, lovable guy. I'm like, no, he's a fucking shitty murderer. Like, I don't like murderers in comics. We'll find. I like that. I like that basically the default position of DC Comics on Guy Gardner is that you punch him in the face. I do like that too. Yeah, that's a that's a funny trope. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I read a Justice League comic where he was wearing a tank top that had a Batman symbol that just had a like a yellow, red circle with a yeah. line through it on. I was like, that would be you could sell that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Sleeveless, purple. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Uh, we got Sandman Universe special of Thessaly. This is fun. If you are a fan of this stuff, I'm not a huge fan of this artist, uh, of Maria Lovett, usually. Um, her stuff is difficult for me to understand, is mm. usually, but it's usually her writing it. So Eros, that last, that thing that she did, that was like a little confusing to me. I know not of what you speak. Uh, I can't remember. It's Eros also, slash something else, and I can't remember what it was called. But um, um, either way, it yeah. was... It was fine. It just wasn't my thing. Uh, this, however, is 
uh, we're talking about James Tinian again, and he knows the Sandman universe inside and out, and he can write these characters so, so, so well and do so much justice, and he knows all of the backstory so much better than I even remember it when I'm going into it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, she did have sex with Dream. That's weird. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that. And there's just a bunch of other stuff, and Thessaly's such an interesting character, and they use her to great success in this, and the magic that they use in this world is so cool. I, I just really liked this book. Nice. I think it's great. That's cool. Uh, again, it's probably going to be incomprehensible to you if you're not familiar with Sandman, but uh, it's still good. Whereas Scooby-Doo Someone is was trying to everyone. come inside and it scared me. <laughs> yes, there you go. Scooby-Doo. There he is. Oh, he makes a fjord joke. We can't a cover. fjord <laughs> to get caught. Oh, hey They're hey. running from a Viking. Because it's a Viking. Um, all right, there's the Scarlet Witch. That's like, uh, that's pretty pretty good i guess i I flipped through it i I flipped through every page of it and it looked if you're into this comic you'll you'll probably we got more steve orlando there if you're into spawn you probably will not buy this because nobody buys it anyway it's spawn spawn but it is crazy that it's like it's 2.99 they've started doing like heavy covers like they're doing everything these are so nice they do such a good job with this it's like no for, one, literally, no one buys them. Uh, we sell one copy, two copies of okay. this. Uh, Spawn sells. I mean, I, I assumed it was a low seller, but I believe last count it was less than three thousand, which was like way below cancellation numbers for anything else. But it, because it's but Image because founder it's, yeah, Todd McFarlane, because he wants he wants it to keep coming out, so he mm. makes it come out. All right, and also uh, from what I hear, this is probably just conjecture, but it's also. Uh, because he makes a lot of money on trades. Oh. And as the trades come out, that's just a that's just a source of income that happens forever. And if you have number twenty six, as we have this week, coming out mm-hmm. of your of your trade paperbacks, people will buy one through twenty five. And so by continuing this series, people um. will want to catch up to it and it, it really does like hmm. I've heard the numbers I've heard for what Savage Dragon sells in trade blow my mind i don't interesting to the point that i don't even really believe them but uh there you go anyway uh we got a yoder yoder uh yoderowski kurt yoder (laughs) yep and look at this look at this dark little droid look at this evil skeeving conniving bastard oh he might look cute but this guy's a dark droid. He's a dark. He's evil. This is the story of a computer virus in the form of some sort of zombieism that's affecting all of the computers in the Star Wars universe. Oh. And it's being spread. And you'll never believe who the first person to get it is or first droid to get it. Oh. It's one you would not expect. He's the most unassuming. And it's not R2. Oh. Um, anyway. We got uh, hyperspace stories. I actually really liked this. I thought I thought yeah. Dark Droids was really good. I really liked the art. Can I see it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's one of those things where if you're not into uh, somebody doing like hyper realistic, like really true to the source and not really varying from it, you're not going to like it. If you're looking for a comic book, comic book, it's not really going to be your thing. But it is so perfect. 
it's like it's crazy it feels like you're watching a movie and it's just it's set very nicely i think it's great uh it's they put a lot into this crossover and they're really into it and i am too uh hyperspace stories and again i'm not into a lot of star wars stuff so i thought hyperspace stories was really fun this yeah the dark horse stuff has been really good but this one particularly was really good it's boba fett and um and uh bosk and like the the guys you like with God, cool, that with cover cool art is so good yeah it was fun look at that cover jesus that's so good uh anyway yeah uh star trek defiant it defies you to read it because it's a star trek comic uh this one <laughs> that is deep space nine the dog of war when I found out that the dog of war was actually a fucking dog and literally like an adorable <laughs> little like one of the queen's dogs. What are those things called? Uh, <laughs> little store short stumpy leg dog. Oh, corgis. It's a little corgi. I was like, oh, that is so much cooler than it could have been. Uh, Steelworks number three is out. Speaking of Star Trek, we have our Michael Dorn comic again. Yeah, what a great fucking writer he is. Yeah, he's good. So shocked. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, it's it's really better than you would expect, um, and not better than you'd expect, but literally just as good as you'd expect is the continuing success of Strange Academy. This thing is fucking awesome. Nice. Uh, we, it's. Uh, I'm glad it still has life outside of its original series. Yeah, me too. And this is like a, uh, this is the Miles Morales crossover, but we don't see Miles Morales until literally the last panel. So weird or page, I guess. Huh? So it's, it's introducing him pretty slowly. So we mostly get a strange Academy story, which is fine because strange Academy is great. Uh, adventures of Superman, Jonathan Kent. Yeah, this was good. Um, when you were talking about Superman being like kind of like the the best, you know, and the the yeah earlier like the thing you bounce the ideas off. This is like bouncing John Kent off of evil Superman from Injustice oh, yeah. in a, in a way that's like how he beats him is, you know, it's actually really not about beating him. It's about just kind of like how that conflict played out, and uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, not much of an ending for a six issue miniseries, but it got you there, and and it was an engaging read. Yeah. Uh, I thought. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, last Ronin the Lost Years. Nice. This is the one where he rides a camel. Cool. <laughs> and we have here, what if Dark Venom? I really liked what if Dark Venom. This is a question that really I ask myself every day. It what should, if Dark Venom? What if Dark Venom. I'm, but it's not really a Venom story. It's really it a is, thing it story. Is a, thing. It's a Ben Grimm story. Um, but in a, a certain way, it's even more of a lizard it story. It is more of a lizard story than it is a Ben Grimm story. But I think what's interesting about this is that I, I think the reason it's called a what if Venom is because... Well, it's about the symbiote. Well, because that was because in in the original series, it would have been called what if Venom possessed fill in the blank, because that right. was that was a thing that they did. What was what if Venom possessed Deadpool? What if Venom possessed? Blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. You know, and so that I think that they're just riffing on that. Yeah. No, uh, it was good. I really liked it. And I like the variant cover, too, with by Nick oh, Bradshaw. So good. They're both great. It's cool. Both really good covers. And uh, yeah, it's it's very brutal. Yeah, well, what if dark, I think, is I mean, just basically I, yes. what if where people get bl- brutally murdered. Yeah, and again, there's there's some issues with it as far as like some of these sorts of stories where it's just like, okay, th- that doesn't make sense, but that's fine to me. Yeah. Uh, 
a character gets killed in a way that I'm like, well, I don't think that that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know if this character has blood, for God's sake, because we've <laughs> never seen it before. Yeah. So I don't believe that he has a circulatory system, but whatever, it's fine. If he did, if he does have a circulatory system, whenever he used his powers, he would probably have a heart attack every single time but, uh, <laughs> because his blood would get further away from his heart each time. But whatever, that's fine. Yeah, that's true. You're thinking too. That's what you do. That's what you get. Don't You're thinking think, too much. Don't think too hard about it. Listen, it is, city boy, you need to stop thinking book. so much. Um, you but, know what I say? I say, let's put an end to this and have a death of the Venom verse. This one I just do not get. It's like Spider Verse, but it's Venom Verse. I just whatever. This is like it's this idea was gr- driven into the ground it's like so good. last I fucking love- year. You liked it? No, it's terrible. I just think it's so funny that uh, there's a series that nobody liked, which was like the Venom Verse concept. It didn't sell well. It, like across platforms, nobody read it. It sold to people collecting covers. You know, maybe at yeah. best. And then they were like, well, they're going to really care when we kill it off. No, nobody even gives a shit that you made it. Why would you care that you killed it? It's yeah, so it's stupid. It's just like, here's a bunch of characters dressed up like Venom talking to each other. Yep. Like, who fucking cares? I don't get it at Not I. all. I don't care either. This whole, like, Spider-Verse is a movie that is awesome. Yep. Period. We're going to have to wait 10 years before the final part of it comes out, apparently. But, like, it's amazing. And just, like, just let it be its own cool thing. And don't just put verse at the end of fucking every stupid IP that you own. Like, fuck off with this fucking bullshit. That's right. In End fact, of End of rant. Enjoy. Welcome to the Walking Dead Averse. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I get it. The Walking Dead came out. It was popular. It told a story. Now they're like, hey, let's colorize it and do it that way. Okay, fine. Sure. That's yep. fine. And we have X-Men 25, a big clutch issue with a bunch of dead people. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm so angry at the X-Men right now. But um, I do really like Kitty Pride. And I like the this, I liked the art in this comic. Um, I would be so happy if, for the next hundred years, every year or less, six months, every six months, Kitty Pride changes her name. It's like, listen, yeah. hold on. Six months ago, I was like, "Fuck you, you call me Kate." Yeah. And then she's like, no, I'm Shadowcat with a K. I was Shadowcat with a C, <laughs> C before. before. So yeah, like the, the idea that... How dare you call me Shadowcat? It's such a comic book thing, too, to like change the spelling of it. It's just like, they <laughs> like the she's Shadowcat now, but it's spelled different. It's like, come on. It's not pronounced different, you dipshits. Also, I just, I can't really get excited about a comic where, like, it's cool. This would be a great what-if comic. Yeah. Like, oh, Oh, there's a lot of really cool ways that Shadowcat could kill people with her powers, and there's definitely some great kills in this. Yes, but like, I just don't want to read that. Yeah, I don't like this. I know she's it's it's a character that's progressed, and she's an adult now, and not a little kid anymore, yeah, and whatever. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Fucking care. But like, I don't I don't need a comic where the X Men are murdered, and I don't need a comic where the X Men murder. I yep. just don't need it i don't want it and and it even goes against the tenets of krakoa when well, she, they started the whole damn thing yeah but she like specifically like p- 
points that out yep. in her murder spree. Uh, so <laughs> She's I mean, like, check this out. I don't care no more. It's like one of those things where it's like I get that there's a logic to the story. It's I'm not saying the comic doesn't have logic. Yeah, I yeah. am saying that it's offensive at its yeah. core. I just it really now. It, I thought like, oh, like last week I listened to it and I'm like, oh, I like this. There could be a new direction for this. But the more I thought about it and the more it sat with me, I'm just like, can you just treat the characters with respect? Like, can you just do that? Like, that's how fucking hard is that? Like, you can do cool stuff with any character. Like, that's been proven with Immortal Hulk or any, like, there's a million, this new Doctor Strange, I'm... Like I've read a million Doctor Strange and I've always been pretty lukewarm by Doctor Strange. Now this new series, it's like it's doing something just a little bit different, you know, but it's like it's there's respect to it. And I, you know, I just I fucking hate Jerry Duggan. I do. I think he's a shitty writer. I think he's like Mark Millar quality of writer for me. Like I just like if he wrote it, I don't give a fuck because not only did he write these X-Men comics that I hate, he also wrote that fucking cock Jew bullshit, which Ugh, I fucking also God, hate. I, I just think that's all this guy has. I think, just dumbass fucking I feel like cock might, be, might have might have soured uh, me to him as well. I think he's a fucking hack. He's a bit of a hack. I hope he hears this too. <laughs> He does. He definitely No, listens. he never will, but I would love it if he did. I would love it if I could like have a platform where I'm just like, I fucking hate your writing, you shitty hack. Ooh, anyway. That's what happens when I push that button. Oh. It looks at that. <laughs> it turns me off when and I'm swearing and ranting at specific people, which I shouldn't Ooh, I like do. That. Okay. Anyway. Uh, I'm that's sure it. he's a nice person. He's not. He's. I think he's the next Hitler. Um, no, <laughs> he's not. I'm just kidding. Don't know anything about him personally. I just think his writing is offensive. Fair enough. I mean, I, I think but just based on Cockju, I think that that's demonstrably true. <laughs> well, and it, I mean, obviously with that one, it's like about it. But anyway, there, there are like you could read the Magneto comic or like the Iceman comic and yep. there's like they're not killing everybody and it's not about. I did enjoy shit. both of those, those things, were, actually. Both I did enjoy Iceman and I didn't. And I didn't read Magneto, but I skimmed it, and I actually think I really want to read it. So yeah, the thing—the only thing that's a bummer about Magneto is that it's set in the past and not in the present. But it's like I wish they would like like get some of these guys that are still writing that understand the characters to just get more involved. Like you don't—I just want Joseph back. That's all. I Joseph care about. is back. He is. He's in that X Men comic. Oh no, wait, no. Which one is he in? He's in uh, what? No, he's in Scarlet Witch. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, he's in Scarlet Witch. Holy shit. Yeah, jo- <laughs> That's exciting. Jo- Joseph is fully back. I love Joseph. Yeah. Okay. A Joseph uh, Maggot <laughs> team up is on the way. It's on the horizon. Maggot and Joseph Assuming forever. that Maggot wasn't one of the quarter million mutants that was supposedly sure. executed last month. They love to do that, week. man. I mean, I, so obviously they're not dead, but like- Every just It just on. seems like every like, six months they- Or every- No, every four years- they kill off everybody but 138 mutants. Well, and that's the thing. It's like they and and obviously they're doing something different. So I'm not gonna like react to it like it's like oh no, my precious characters. I don't give a fuck. Like I don't care. Like if there was a comic where they all died and whatever, like it wouldn't. Listen, it it's would 9:47. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's go home. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> anyway, I, have, I understand. I, have feelings. <laughs> I understand that you have feelings about the X Men, but I have feelings about going to bed. I'm sorry. Uh, and you uh, can shut me up anytime. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Uh, you can follow us at Coast City Comics. You can buy things from CoastCityComics.com. You can follow Bob at Dollar Binge, and uh, we'll see you next week. I'm not sorry. My, <laughs> I don't ask you to be. I only ask you to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Bye. Bye.